Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Grimes, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, healing, and living in alignment with the highest truth of who you actually are. I know that you pushing play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. So with that said, let's get this party started. Hello, welcome back to So She Is. Happy Valentine's Day, Lover's Day, love is in the air. I actually just got off the phone with my sister and she was telling me how she doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day and how it's like a joke of a holiday. And I am just here to protest. Like, I absolutely love Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, all the tiny little made-up holidays. I don't care if they're made up. I love them. And I hope you are feeling in the spirit of love as you listen to this. In honor of Valentine's Day and Lover's Day, I had my wife on the podcast. And it was so fun to record with her. It always is. It's her second time on. And we actually went live on TikTok while we recorded the podcast. And it was so fun to kind of have like a live audience. And we had like over 2,000 people join us. So it was amazing and so fun. And if you don't follow Katie Grimes on TikTok, please do. Also follow So We Are Silent Disco on all platforms. It just really is helping us expand and grow and connect with people. We have So We Are Silent Discos every Sunday. And so if you haven't been yet, what is up? I am calling you out. Come join me. Come dance on the beach with me. If you are listening to this, you are in my circle. And if you are in California, I expect to see you there. So let's get a date on the calendar, mark a Sunday, and check out the link in the show notes or in any of my bios is where you can find tickets to So We Are Silent Disco. I cannot wait to dance with you. But back to our episode, it is such a sweet treat we have in store. If you love today's episode, be sure to take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram at Katie Grimes. I am kind of retiring the So She Is podcast Instagram because it's just another account to manage. And so I'm going to just promote the podcast on my personal page. So I'd love if you tagged my personal page. Also, be sure to tag Curly Grimes on Instagram if you loved it and you are friends with her. I think she's private, so I don't know if she can easily be tagged. But again, I said this before when I had Sean on, who isn't promoting anything, isn't trying to grow a business by sharing their story. They're just simply opening up their story. So having Curly on today was such a gift. And she truly just did it out of the goodness of her heart to share her knowledge and all the knowledge she's acquired through being in a relationship and through just life. And so be sure to send her a text or send me a text if you don't have her infos, letting us know if you loved it, if you listened, because it is hard to be vulnerable and they're not paid to do this. They're not paid to say anything. And so just be sure to give her all the love and support because she deserves it. And so I hope you give yourself all the love today on Valentine's Day. Give someone you love some love, whether it's your coworker, your friend, your family, or a partner in life. Just be sure to spread that extra love, whether you celebrate the holiday or not. It is always great to be in the frequency of love, connected to love, and just a reminder that love will always win. So without further ado, here is Curly Grimes. 
Hello, CG. Welcome back to So She Is, the podcast. Hi, KDQ. So happy to have you as a guest. I thought since it's Valentine's Day, what better thing than to have my lover on the show? I like that. <laughs> so we're one month into marriage. What mm-hmm. are your thoughts? Um, I think it's the coolest thing we've ever done. Um, I definitely think that I have the most supportive partner in the world. And I mean, a month into marriage is honestly like probably my busiest time of the year. And um, I've never felt more supportive and loved. And uh, I'm just so happy we did what we did and we got married. Best decision ever. I kind of want to talk about the safety that you you've described to me that you felt Mm -hmm. I know there's some like lifestyle changes and things that you wanted to make where maybe it felt very hard to make before but something about being married you said felt like safe so I'd love if you kind of elaborated on that no I uh definitely have worked with my therapist a lot on like different aspects of feeling safe in my own body and different things I guess like that but there was something about marriage that kind of triggered this um sense of I don't need to prove myself to anybody anymore or something like that Mm -hmm. and um it was it was security within myself and with you as a partner and I think that's something that I wasn't expecting the our the act of marriage to kind of bring out um and honestly after the wedding I have felt this like sense of pride in taking ownership of my life and Um, being the best version of myself for us to be honest with you I think that's like something that I wasn't expecting marriage to kind of trigger and I mean I've gone on this like self-healing journey the past three years and like now I kind of feel like in the sense of like all right let's step that up and I've felt really good ever since I love that and I love watching that and seeing that I kind of want to go back so When we first started dating, you were 29. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when people get to like their later 20s, they feel like all hope is gone. 29, you're alone forever. Um, And so what would your advice be to someone who's maybe in their later 20s, early 30s, feeling like they're alone forever, like all is lost? Like what would you say to them if they told you that? Uh, No one in this whole world could have predicted you and I getting together. I mean, I never would have thought that ever. It was a one in a million chance and it wasn't because uh, I didn't like you. It just wasn't a thought, right? Our relationship wasn't at that point yet. And I think when it happened, it was like getting hit with a wrecking ball kind of thing. (laughs) Came out of nowhere, took my breath away. I didn't, in, in a good and bad sense, like a sense of like, what the heck is going on? I didn't expect, uh, a relationship to really ever happen for me at that point I had kind of given up on that that like you know there is good people out there that you want to spend the rest of your life with or, or just a partner in general and um, I was really blown away by just our relationship and how it kind of transformed and the only reason it happened was because I allowed myself to dive into it it was there was so much resistance to the relationship and I know you've kind of filled people in on you were my sister's best friend Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm talking about it was like never in a million years would that happen it wasn't like there was anything there before and once I kind of was like there was all that resistance and I I kind of leaned into it and I was like why is there so much resistance here and I think it was because my body and my soul knew you were good for me Mm. 
if that makes sense. I, I knew that if I allowed myself into this relationship and allowed myself to even get to know you, no one knew that it was going to be the last relationship I'd ever have. It was just something where it was like, this is good for you. Like you need to do it. And, um, like I said, the advice that I would give to anybody in that stage of like, what the heck, like, am I going to be alone forever? Or how do you even meet people is it comes when you least expect it. But what I was doing in that time was like trying to focus on me instead of giving my energy to people that, um, maybe I wanted to be in a relationship, but they didn't want to be in a relationship with me or, of like kind of clinging to the past a little or something like that where it was like I finally moved on I was like you know all this energy I'm spending on other people I want to be able to put towards myself and like what my career was at that moment and like how to build from there and once I did that boom you came into the picture and it was like a test almost like you said you wanted this you were ignoring this and the universe said here's something that can amplify your life you either take it on or you don't and I'm really happy I did so would you, like, your advice for those people would just be to focus on yourself? Honestly, I think, no, I, I mean, really, like, I know that sounds so funny, but at the end of the day, when we put our energy into making ourselves better, good things come. And the people that are in our lives in those moments, like, that are supportive or loving or whatever, those are the people you want in your life. So, of course, you came into my life when I was trying to do that. And then ever since that moment you came into my life, my life has literally only amplified. And that is literally the word I would use to describe it. Mm, I feel the same. <laughs> um, going kind of off of that, would you say that love is a choice? 100%. I do. I think it would have been really easy. Easier. I think love is easier to not choose. Um, it's it's something I, you know, I choose every day with you and with myself and and with the people I choose to have in my life. Um, there was a point in our relationship where, of course, it started out very physical, as the joke of the TikTok people understand. Like, it's hilarious that we're saying that in front of people, but it <laughs> did. It was a very physical attraction. It was there. It was wonderful and um, spontaneous. But at the end of the day, when the when the fluff is gone, right, like that, that that anxious, the anxiety of seeing each other, like when we had moved in together and we were seeing each other every day and like that, that's where the love, you start to get to the nitty gritty of like the deep inner depths of individuals and like each other. And you find out things that maybe aren't the best or the greatest thing. And you choose to dive in and learn to love that person, even in their darkest moments. And you continue to love them every day, even when they're a blob on the couch like I like to call myself sometimes when it just like zone out and like you choose to love me even even in my low times mm -hmm. right and I do the same for you and I think that's like that's the choice of love because it's really easy to just like that's too difficult right mm -hmm. or I don't want to work through that mm -hmm. but that's where I see the choice mm -hmm. so going off of that we've been through through parts of our relationship where it's kind of like, hey, this is a lot for me to handle. Um, and I can't be the only one that's holding you in this. Like I, I need you to get some extra support, like getting therapy. And I feel like there's this difference between, it's not necessarily criticism, but it's this feedback of, of saying like, 
of of like I I know you are worth more. It's like a respect criticism. I feel like a lot of people are in relationships and when they say loves of choice, it's because their partners are fucking douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> and so would you agree that like love being a choice is choosing to love someone enough to respect them and knowing that you would walk away if you needed to? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think that's that's what a relationship is, is you want people in your life that take you to the next level, right? There's going to be people that, let's say, I'm going to talk outside of us for a second, like people that you'll date that keep you in a space where they're comfortable, right? Like uh, maybe they amplify you to a level of their comfortability and then they don't want you to progress anymore because at that point you're now progressing past them. Mm-hmm. You're evolving, right? And I think relationships like ourselves are ever evolving. Mm -hmm. And there are points in our lives where it's like, hey, at this moment, like I can't help you, but you need help. And I need you to get this. And the longer you prolong that, the more it makes me feel like I am only, um, what's the word, uh, where it's like you're encouraging them to be poor, like poor behavior. What am I trying to say? Oh, like you're enabling? Enabling, thank you. Like at this point, I feel like I'm only enabling you. And if, you can't help yourself or see the version of yourself that I see, right? Which is basically what you said to me because you see me as the highest version of myself Mm -hmm. and you knew that. So you knew in the moment I was stuck, right? I was stuck in a place where it was like, come on, babe. Like I, I need you to do this not only for yourself, but for us and for the rest of your life. Yeah. If I'm here or not, you, you need to go out and get some help. And at that point it was like, fuck, you're right like I do and I am so happy for that encouragement because now that three years later actually maybe more now at this point about three years three years later I feel almost 180 degrees different than what I did yeah I feel lighter I can get through days with with you know whatever triggers or traumas that would pop up close your eyes I could yeah different things where it's just it's it's this like thank god i had someone to encourage me to find and continuously work on myself mm-hmm. even in our vows right that was something that was really important to me to say i will continuously work to evolve for myself and for us and that's where i think relationships get that stagnant or that, that they get stuck because maybe one person stops evolving while the other one is growing mm-hmm. right and then they're like come on and when they don't it's like, I don't, I don't feel growth with this person anymore. Right. Right. And that to me is, I'm so happy that we're not in a relationship like that. Cause that's all my previous relationships, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel myself just changing into this masterful version of myself that, uh, is honestly sparked because of you. I mm-hmm. truly believe it. And I feel the same way, right? Like back at you for all the reasons that are unique to me, but the same like storyline, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like that growth and that ever evolving and like something that I get asked a lot since I'm in this space of wellness and spirituality and personal development. Like people are like, what do I do if my partner's not bought in? Like, what do I do if I am at this place and then, and then they're not catching up? And oftentimes I always say like, if you do the work and you are getting the results and you are living a life that's like really, really cool and feels really good, 
people often follow. They're like, yeah. huh, I might try that on because it feels good. Yeah. And it kind of going back to love being a choice and is it is your partner a douchebag and you're just like accepting their mid behavior or is your partner like pushing you to evolve um, and that's where you're choosing to love that person through their evolution. I kind of want to talk about hetero versus uh, like homosexual relationships because so often people will say to me, oh, you just get treated so well because Curly is a girl and or because women understand women and it's because you guys are lesbians that you guys can make it work. But for me, with my man, I can't have that happen. So what would your what would you say back to people who say stuff like well, that? I think any 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 relationship comes from emotional maturity, right? Like of growing and growth within yourself and being connected to who you are. Now, I have been mistreated in relationships. Not mistreated, I'm not saying harmed in any way, but mistreated in relationships because that person didn't didn't love me the way I love them or let's say vice versa, right? And there was always like this hierarchy of who was more important in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, I'm giving that example because I've been in relationships with women where honestly there were some guys in my life that treated me better than them when, when I was with men, I guess I could say. So I think what's important here is with women, I think they're more emotionally connected to themselves. And I'm not saying men aren't, but they're not taught that like we are right growing up. So they're already at a disadvantage and the men that do have connection to their emotional side and like who they are, like those are the men we honestly all probably feel safe with and comfortable with. And like, that's, that's where growth can happen too. So there's like probably a handful of guys in our lives at most where we're like that person, uh, we, we feel safe around or they feel good to be around, or that's just someone, a man I want in my life. Um, and, and it's honestly not, not their fault. And I truly, truly believe that. I think men are taught, um, to be this, this masculine version, to hide their emotion, to, uh, only focus on certain things that society wants them to focus on. And that's where it becomes a little difficult. Once they get into relationships, they really haven't had to think outside themselves mm-hmm. where women were taught from a young age to think outside of yourself and to give, give, give. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the reason I bring that up is because when two women get in a relationship, there is a little more giving. Um, And I'm not saying it isn't capable for men, even for them to change or to grow or to evolve. But again, that comes from them wanting to do that. And I think I think it's unfortunate that a lot of men don't feel the need to evolve, but they want their wives to evolve. Yeah, I feel like that's something you get fired up about. It's like when men don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think it's it bothers me, right? Like uh, it, it really bothers me when women in heteronormative relationships are expected to do the brunt of all the work when it comes to raising children or uh, the house cleaning or the cooking or whatever that role may be. Uh, It's frustrating to me when they're put into that role because that's just what's expected of them. Mm -hmm. And, And I know that's frustrating for a lot of people. It's really honestly easy to say, but I get really frustrated nowadays in 2023 that men haven't a lot of men um haven't evolved into taking on more of that role as well yeah 
right? And more are. Um, but if you're a man listening to this, step the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) No. And and that's, what's really cool. And and I'm going to bring this up on purpose. I'm going to kind of circle back to like what Katie has done for me and like helping me evolve because of the way that she has amplified my life. And we have both grown together. The people around us, both men and women and others have really taken on this, like, Oh, I want to grow too. Mm-hmm. where I mean my dad went to therapy yeah. you know what I mean like um there's my brother's going to therapy like there are things where it's like holy shit like this would have never happened people would have stayed stuck but that's why and I go back to like what you say at, at so we are at the end of it the way you heal the world is by healing yourself first mm-hmm. and I think that's the best part about this is like when I heal myself the people around me mm-hmm my my family my friends they also take that that stand because they see how it's bettering my life Mm -hmm. so it's really important that we set examples for others around us and if we expect others to grow we also have to Mm -hmm. right so i can't sit here and say all the men aren't doing shit but like are those are those women doing it as well? Like, are they taking taking the chances to grow within themselves? Mm, and, and like the to, radical responsibility of yes, their life. And take, like, take responsibility of your life. Stand up for yourself. Say no when you need to. Yeah. Like, no is the hardest word to say sometimes. Yeah. And I think where it's like, you know, if you need help with something, just outright say it. You know, yeah. because there's that fear of if I say no, it's going to cause a fight. And like, so why is that fight being caused? Mm. Like, what is it behind that? Like, why is there insecurity around saying no? Yeah. So, like, those are the deep-rooted issues that we have to get through. In, in society. Beyond, in society. Yeah, I'm like not anything. I'm saying, I'm saying that with anything. And I kind of got on my soapbox a little bit with that. But it's important that we do things that bring us light and bring us joy. Right. And, yeah. So, kind of going off that, you know, if someone was listening and then was like, well, X, Y, and Z excuse, like, I do all this, like, my girl, boy, whoever was like, well, they need to like pick up the slack here. Would you say relationships are like 50, 50 since we're talking about like splitting things? No, no relationships are not 50, 50. And I'll give the example of us. Like right now, for those of you that don't know, I, I, uh, am a softball coach, a division one softball coach. Surprise. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'm very successful at what I do. Um, and the team I coach and, our team is, is very good. And during season, um, at this division one level, it is nonstop, mm-hmm. right? It is nonstop. I'm here less than 40 hours a week. I am, <laughs> I am not here a lot. Right. The thing we see each other mostly when we go to sleep, like that's, that's almost our time. And that's tough. That is really hard on a relationship. Um, and so in these moments, like you take on a lot more of the roles, mm-hmm. right. Of like doing, um, everything taking care of Brooks. Right. And like, sometimes it's having, having food and we go back to that, like you're helping me out. But when I can help out on my days off, or if I can have meals done ahead of, ahead of the week, like I go out of my way to make sure we do that. Um, in, in ways that it doesn't feel like it's all on you. Um, even on like my days off, like trying to do little chores around the house, what, so you can do the things that you need to do as well. Like that's what, we yeah. do to make it work not to interrupt but this goes back to everything we also talked about where i literally looked at you like a month ago and i said i'm going to resent you so much if you don't pick it up yeah like 
there was a point where I was like, I know it's not 50-50, but right now it feels like 99 and 1. Yeah. And so if you can't pick up at least like 20% of it, like I'm going to resent, I don't resent you now, but I'm going to. And I think that's yeah. a huge part is to be proactive and say like, hey, red flag, we are in yellow. We are yellow light, yellow light. Yeah. Like we're not red yet. I don't hate you yet, but I will. If and then love will yeah. feel like this resenting choice. Going back to love being a choice, if we then come across like we hold these resentments in, we don't express our truth, then it's going to feel like the littlest thing would set off the firecracker, right? No, 100%. And I'm so thankful you had that discussion with me because I was feeling it. Like I was like, oh, she's doing a lot right now. But I, I did look at you when you said that and I was like, I was waiting for this conversation. And that's where I should have been like, wait, 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 I should have had that conversation or made adjustments first instead of getting comfortable, I use that word, in like you doing more things. And it was little things, right? It was making the bed, it was taking Brooks out, it was different things like doing the laundry, um, just stuff that we could both be doing. Mm -hmm. And you said that to me and I was like, you're fucking right, I need to step it up. <laughs> and I have. You have and so, so I, I do everything everything I can do and when I do need help with something, I ask instead of just assuming it will get done. And that's, that's a really important part of our relationship is that communication, right? And communicating when we feel frustration coming on or communicating when it's like, hey, you even let me know a, month ago or, or um, a week ago like hey thank you right you mm -hmm. said it after like hey I did bring that up to you and I just want to let you know like I haven't felt that resentment I haven't I do feel you picking it up and thank yeah, you yeah I think that's like a huge part of it too is like when you feel these things when you're the partner that takes on more and you express like hey I feel really overwhelmed I need your help and then you recognize that they stepped up that, that circle back around is what keeps the wheel going. That's what keeps the relationship flowing. That's what keeps it smooth. And um, I remember I when I said thank you, I was like, I only realized that you were doing more because I have it hasn't crossed my mind. Where before, when me, anytime I did an action, it was like, of course I'm fucking doing this. Of course I'm the one putting the dishes away. And then slowly I realized, oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about making the bed. I haven't thought about taking bricks out and I just it's so important to circle back not only to recognize to yourself that you're being supported but also to recognize the person that stepped up right no I, I agree with that and I think it's just important to show that like it's the everyday mundane tasks that become that that problem that problematic thing within relationships where mm -hmm. it's like you'd literally feel like you're taking on more. And I can only imagine if we had kids, we have Brooks who's a dog, right? <laughs> so son. like, yeah. So like, that's like kids take it to a whole nother level. And I'm not even going to step into that because we don't have them. So I'm not going to speak on it, but it, you know, it can get more and more difficult. But I think once that happens, the communication level really needs to be there. And that security feeling of being able to say, you're pissing me off right now and not having fear of it starting a fight or the person leaving, like that's where you need to have those conversations. And if that person is showing you that you can't trust them in moments like that, that's where you need to reevaluate what you're doing. And it goes back to, is, is my criticism coming from a place of respect for myself and for you? So am I saying I need help because I respect myself? Yes. But is it also because I respect you enough that you can make the fucking bed? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. you know what I mean? It's a self-respect level yeah. and a standard, not only to hold yourself to, because you deserve to feel mm -hmm. supported, 
but also that your partner, you're better than that. I think that's what I said in our conversation. I was yeah. like, I'm telling you this because you are better than what you're showing up as. Yeah. And yeah. it's coming from only respect. It's not coming from resentment. It's not coming from judgment or like, Ugh. like I, it could have got there if I let it get to a red light. But since we got it at the yellow light, it's so much easier to resolve conflict there. Yeah, 100%. And that's something, you know, that we're, I'm very thankful. We've been able to do that even throughout our, our engagement and then before our engagement, our communication skills because of our, our sense of security. And I keep using that word, our sense of security in our relationship of not feeling like we can't have the hard conversation and like discuss. Because mm-hmm. we've had some really difficult conversations <laughs> and we've been able to come out on top every single time because we listened to each other Mm -hmm. but also understood each other and i think that's what's important is like take the time to let that person vent if they're in that yellow light or to to say their true emotions and then even if it doesn't feel right in that moment like we've had the conversation where i was like wow that kind of felt icky like it didn't feel good and like we come back and circle back after a little bit of time of like okay we both had our space from that and like when you said this it didn't feel good that hurt my feelings and like even just being able to say that but you understanding like okay when I say that or I do these things, like that's on me and I have to find ways to improve there. Mm-hmm. And it probably like comes back to, I probably didn't mean it in the way I said it either. Yeah. Because I was pr- like, when things make you feel icky, it's probably coming from a deeper place within me or vice versa. Like ickiness shouldn't, either it's a, mis- a literal miscommunication of how you interpreted the words or maybe it was coming from a place of spite, not respect. And that's the difference because of how your partner can receive it shows, is it respectful or is it spiteful? Um, Respect is a big word. And that's that's what we use a lot. And even in any discussion we have, it's about respect. And um, at the end of the day, you are my wife, right? And uh, I would speak to you the way I would want to speak to anybody in, in a form of respect and love and it's just, it's really important to remember to hold you in the highest of places when I speak to you. Um, just like I would anybody, but your next level, right? I have to sit here in a sense of, I have to, I said that word, I have to sit here and listen and give you the time to say whatever you need to say and you would provide this the same space for me. And I think that's what's really important is, is that respect needs to be there when you have those discussions as well. Right, and kind of going off of that, what would you say the most two important things in a relationship? The most important, if you could give two keys to someone and say, here are my most important keys for a successful relationship, what would you say they are and why? Ooh. Um, well, obviously we're talking here about communicating, mm-hmm. right? That's that's your first one. You have to be able to communicate. But the second, and this might, I don't know if it's going to surprise you on this, but in order to make relationships work, you have to you have to work on the one with yourself. Mm. And you have to find a way to make yourself the best version of you. In order for you to do that, you need to schedule things that like feel good to you, whether that's therapy, whether it's working out. Like these are things that I realize make me feel good. Um, having moments one-on-one with us of being able to talk and have the deep emotion, the conversations that maybe I have in my head that I wouldn't say out loud, I say with you just to make sure I get it out and to feel good. And when I am able to do that, I'm able to show up in my best self for us. Mm -hmm. And you do the same. So that to me would be the main, main thing is one, learn how to communicate properly. And two, 
what are you doing to help yourself become better? And then that'll, that'll amplify your life. So it's almost like a picture of the two of you talking and then a picture of you and the version of yourself that you want to be. Oh, I like that. I kind of like picture since I said keys, like yeah. keys that open a door. So you open one door and it's like a communication island. And then the other door, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like, like you pursuing you. yourself. That's awesome. I feel like, and my friend Callie and I talk about this a lot because we go on these long walks where we just talk on the beach. And we um, often say like, we are very authentic when we vent to each other or tell each other things. And then we're like, we're so glad that we're both in long-term relationships because it's not scary to talk about things that come up as if like, you should leave. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. if it was like my one month boyfriend, you'd probably say you should leave for that. Like the Valentine's Day thing for for example, the surprise. We'll go into that another day. But some people would say like, oh, you should probably leave. Like that wasn't respectable. You should leave. Um, so what would you say? Like, what have you learned the most about being in a long-term relationship? And just what, what? yeah, mainly what have you learned about a long-term relationship? Um, I think the thing I've probably learned the most in a relationship is that Every choice you make um, no longer is just for you. And I, I think that's that's why we work so well is like, okay, when I make, like I'm talking big decisions. Big decisions no longer just involve me and what I want, mm-hmm. right? It's it's about how can I, any deci- literally any decision I make is just like, is this for the betterment of my partnership and my relationship or not? And I'm not saying you can't have self selfish decisions that you make for solely yourself, which that's fine. Um, but I'm talking like the big decisions at the end of the day. Like I have to uh, stop and think like, yeah, maybe I want this or maybe I could do this now. But does that really help us? And if the answer is no, it's an easy no. And there are some things where it's like it's good for me, but it's not for us. Mm-hmm. And so those are decisions that I like that's something I've noticed in a long-term relationship about like being able to pause and like think of someone other than myself. Mm-hmm. And t- literally I see relationships, right? Where a lot of people keep choosing what works for them, but not for each other. Um, and those relationships I don't envy at all because I'm like, wow, I'm really noticing that like this person keeps choosing themselves time mm-hmm. and time again and not their partner. So I don't know how much they respect or care about that person. Mm -hmm. And that to me is tough when you see it time and time again. Every once in a while I get a decision made that makes you happy, right? Individually. Um, But time and time again, I start seeing it almost as a form of disrespect to the partner they're with or the the relationship Mm. they're in because it's not not being considerate, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, it circles back. Totally. Would you say that the, like, uh, I like lost my train of thought, but going back to making that choice and choosing you or, or choosing to choose what's best for the partnership, do you think that's a muscle you had to build? Yeah. Like if someone feels like, oh, I, I, I'm really bad at that, like, ooh, called out. Would you say yeah. you once felt like it was hard to do that? Yeah, and I think, and I'm going to kind of say it from my other relationships that I was in. I always chose what was best for them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
right? I think and people pleasers, codependents, exactly, hundred percent. Like, how can I do this for them, for them, for them, for them, for them, and like completely disregarded myself, right? Right. Which at the end of the day, it doesn't bring you true joy, and true happiness, and connection, and love, right? It almost starts feeling like you have to give pieces of yourself in order for this relationship to work, just to appease them, right? And so I bring that up because I had to learn it from the back end of maybe I wasn't as selfish in making decisions for me, for me, for me, for me, right? It was complete opposite. I was choosing others before I chose myself. Mm -hmm. And so learning how to going into this relationship, literally one of the first things you, you gave me was some, was a gift. You love giving gifts. And I, <laughs> I never got gifts before ever. Like it was not something that people went out of their way to give me things. I went out of the way to give them things. And that was a shock. Like I didn't, I didn't even know how to receive it. And that was something where it was like, oh wow, this is different, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously it was just like the people I was choosing probably weren't great, so I get that. But at the end of the day, it is a muscle you have to learn of like, it is give and take, give and take, give and take. And it's working together instead of just solely on either focusing on one person or the other. Yeah, I one time heard someone use that um, relationships are like debit cards. And so like if you're spending, 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 are you getting your like return? Because yeah. it's easy to swipe the card are and give and give and give and give. And you know, <laughs> yeah. we used to always call things ROI, like return on investment. What are we going to get out of this? Not going into something saying, what are we getting out? Yeah. But just like making sure that there is the return in because that life is give and take and you should not give to them receive, but give and then be filled back up with giving because only giving one way sucks. Mm -hmm. And just to flex a little bit, the <laughs> gift I gave was a bottle of bourbon yeah. that you had been looking for for, for years. years. And we, one time in the morning, like you just showed me a picture of it. I literally took a picture of the picture. I went and found it. It was like, it, it wasn't was that awesome. crazy expensive, but like I got it from San Diego. And then like, I just showed up with it to our first date. Like, I got the bottle that you've been looking for for three years, but that's, that's my personality. And sometimes that can be a fault to me and hurt my feelings because when you're someone that gives gifts or gives, 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 because I think my love language of giving love is physical touch and, and gifts. Like it fires me up to give gifts, but that can backfire if you don't have someone that knows how to receive yeah. a gift or if someone, if maybe they don't know, like if receiving feels weird it can yeah. really hurt your feelings so I think that's something just to keep in mind too and I think you make a really interesting point about um being some being so focused on the other what like I just want you to talk a little bit more about that and like what it's been like to start to tone it back into focusing on yourself mm -hmm. like how did how did you go from being literally I feel like you would lay on train tracks for someone that you care about regardless if they would lay on next to you you know what I mean yeah. not to be morbid or like that you have no, to be I, suicidal I to care no I get but. what you're saying I get what you're saying I think I think the important part here is knowing your self-worth mm. right mm -hmm. and understanding that I'm pretty damn fucking awesome but it took me a long time to realize that and believe it yeah um and I think that's something that comes with with healing yourself first 
um, and seeing like, yeah, like I know I'm pretty cool and like anybody would be lucky to be with me. Like it took me a while to like actually be like, are, am I? Mm. am I really or am I just saying that to myself and then you start becoming this version of yourself that you're proud of and that you want to be and then you're like fuck yeah and that's why I think it was really cool to kind of literally transmute all the the self-healing into like our relationship Mm -hmm. and like how it's like wait I do feel good Mm -hmm. right I am worth giving the gifts to or or receiving, receiving the gifts. Receiving yeah. the gifts. I am worth that. And that's awesome. And I'd still, even to this day, like you giving gifts, that's you're amazing at giving gifts. And I wish I was even half as good you're as really you You're really good at it. But it's those things where it's like, sometimes she'll surprise me with these things that I really, really want. And I don't even know, I don't even know if she knows it and it shows up. And it's like, that is just amazing. And it's not even just um, material items, right? It's sometimes like, affection or love or time or space literally it could or cleaning be or clean. <laughs> I love a clean house like that's and I'll do it and and it's one of those things but sometimes if I'm gone on a trip for work or I'm have the longest day at work I'll show up and the house smells divine and it's clean and it's like that's an act of love that like I knew I know you went out of the way to provide for me so when I came home it felt just like <sighs> right mm-hmm. and those are Those are things that are just amazing. And I think that exhale goes back to everything we've talked about today. Um, When you are living with someone where you are taking on the burden, taking, 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 it's hard to then provide that exhale for the other person in Mm -hmm. the same way of like, your exhales feel like my exhales. So like if you get to like relieve your stress, it feels like a stress relief for me. But if we don't communicate and we don't respect each other and we don't like show each other like when we're getting to the yellow flags yeah. or yellow lights, that's when the exhales aren't even possible. And then it's just holding your breath. And then it's like if you walked into a clean house and you didn't get the exhale, well, then I'm yeah. going to be all riled up, you know, like I just did all this for you and you didn't even pay attention. Yeah. And I think that is just such a great way to like circle the whole podcast into choosing yourself, choosing the other choosing to communicate because you respect the other so much and choosing love choosing love always right yeah always in everything you do and I think that's if you know you always tell me see others through the lens of love yeah and I'm gonna wait I'm gonna say that if you are going um just a little homework assignment for the week if you like anytime you're walking around and you're on a walk with your dog, you're in the grocery store, anytime that you see another human and you make eye contact, I want you to say in your head, I see you through the lens of love because then you shift your focus and like what you pay attention to on love. And then you can see people as love. And so like anytime you make eye contact, just in your head, I see you through the lens of love. And then just see how your world shifts, see how things start to change for you. And it's the funnest experiment because then you're just living from a place of love. And truly like the grocery store clerk going slow doesn't piss you off as much because you're like, I see you through the lens of love. Like I, I see you in grace. I see you in presence. I see you in peace. And you never know what other people are going through, right? I know that's kind of a thing everyone says, but, um, respect and 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 treating everyone with just patience and grace is just makes everyone else's day too Mm. i think that's pretty important totally so that's kind of it but i wanted to ask like the last question because we did get married and people always go 
oh, well, they always say, so do you guys want kids? They don't say, when are you having kids? Because we're gay. So <laughs> they never say, oh, like, when are you? Um, they just say, like, so do you want them? But it is the first question. So I'm not going to ask that because that will just come when it comes. But what advice would you give to someone who is planning a wedding or like what advice after going through a wedding that we made so unique and so ourselves, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give? And what would you say to pay attention to, not to pay attention to? Yeah, I think the thing that we decided was to make our wedding and our day unique to us. No matter what typical weddings look like or anything like that, there was a lot of... um, uh, typical wedding parts that I really liked. I loved like kind of some of the exchanging of vows and mm-hmm. obviously that's a normal thing people do, but like writing our own vows or like different ways to make the ceremony itself significant to us, mm-hmm. no matter what that looked like. It was different. Like the way we opened the ceremony with talking about um, just all the all the queer folk that came before us in order for us to even be here on this day and like reading reading um the announcement yeah justice kennedy's announcement after um the legislation was passed that that we could get married and like making people feel like wow this isn't just like a typical wedding i'm at this is something special mm-hmm. right and it, it involved everybody at, like to be a part of what we are there and then you coming up with the idea of the ring warming ceremony and like everyone having a, a say in how to be involved in this wedding like you guys are here because we want you to feel connected to us we don't want you just to be here like you're going to a show right and watching the show we want you to feel like you were truly a part of this another thing that was like huge to me was literally hugging every single person Mm -hmm. that was there and it took a while to do it It took a long time but we did it and we i got to say literally thank you and hug and give love to every single person who came and that meant so much to me because without them being there, it wouldn't fe- it wouldn't have felt whole because these people helped us right in our relationship and are there to support our love and union. And at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is, if you're planning a wedding, if you're if you plan on getting engaged, whatever big moment you have about creating a union with your partner, that's what I'm trying to say, is do whatever feels good to you, right? Don't worry about others. Don't worry about um, maybe pissing somebody off or annoying somebody. It is what feels good to you. And the energy there, will everyone will show up ready to just exude love. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what it felt like on our wedding night. Like our whole wedding weekend. Yeah. Everyone showed up ready to celebrate true love and just showed up that way. I... I completely agree. And I also, but I also want to put a little caveat. If you aren't paying for the wedding, I feel like (laughs) we didn't pay for the wedding. So if you're not, if you are not paying for the wedding, make a list of what's important to you and fight for those things. Everything else doesn't matter because it's not coming out of your pocket. Like, so for me, the energy was crucial. The way the ceremony went was crucial. The, um, like just the different visions I had that like maybe weren't like, number of guests like I didn't care how many people were there but like it just just make a list of what your dream wedding includes and then follow that list and forget everything else because there's so much noise there is so much that you could care about when you get married and like someone's gonna oh you should do this you should do this and then the more weddings you go to the more you're like 
oh my god what do i well yeah i think that's important like if you're looking for it to be a specific way and everyone else wants to have a say then pay for your own wedding yeah (laughs) at the end of the day like pay for it yourself because if you're asking for help from other people um which our parents were very we were very fortunate to have them just say hey you know we'll do what we can we've given budgets and as long as we fit underneath this that would be great um and we were able to all work together which was awesome but they they wanted some things in the wedding that it didn't feel bad to me no it was just like okay yeah sure like i'm not gonna say no to you you know what i mean at the end of the day like if it unless it felt bad like if there was a bad energy there we did have like a discussion and like that doesn't feel great to me and then it was it was easy Mm -hmm. again communication it all comes back to that well thank you so much for tuning in and being here with us and thank you for being i love you here cg i love you so much and we'll see you in the next episode happy valentine's day bye if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at is underscore podcast to let us know your takeaways. If you could leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to help us build, grow, and expand this to anyone it needs to reach. I am so grateful for you listening and giving me your time and energy, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. I love you. Bye.